You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Life Groups Minister, Del Matthews. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell, at his, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched this man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer sacrifices that Moses commanded for cleansing as your testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we're one week into 2024 and the beginning of a new year inevitably brings new people and uh, into our work and study lives. You know, maybe new colleagues at work, a new teacher and a new class at school, new people we volunteer alongside, or new people who serve us in the organisations and stores that we need. The first weeks and months, we're sussing them out, getting to know their capabilities and their attitude, their willingness to, to work with us, to serve, and their friendliness. I was always particularly nervous if I'd been part of the team interviewing a new staff member. What if it turned out they were not as capable as we thought? Of course, it was great if we discovered new strengths and they were better than expected. Well, today we continue our series on new beginnings, and I want us to think about Jesus. The particular incident we've just heard read was fairly early in Jesus' early earthly ministry, and just after he'd called his disciples, everyone was getting to know him, and we can get to know him a bit better today from this incident. As Jesus was passing through a town, he came across a man whose life was in a real mess. We are told that he was covered in leprosy. Now, there are a number of aspects about this man's experience that are hard for us to understand, so it will be helpful to know how leprosy was viewed back in Jesus' day. Leprosy back then referred to a whole range of skin diseases, not just what we know as leprosy today. These diseases were highly contagious and rarely curable. This man was covered in leprosy, he was an advanced case. His skin had been getting worse and worse, not clearing up. Modern medicine can treat skin diseases today, but there was no medicine in Jesus' day. And thanks to the last few years, we all know what to do when a disease is highly contagious and there's no ready cure. The answer is to isolate so no one else gets sick. When it's a minor problem like a cold or a bit of gastro, we just try to avoid going out for a few days. But when when it's more deadly like COVID, the government had to come up with a whole raft of rules to protect us. There's nothing new about that. The Old Testament law had rules around what to do with leprosy. Anyone with symptoms had to be tested. They had to be checked out by the priests. And back in Jesus' day, anyone diagnosed with leprosy had to go into isolation. Now, we complain and find it hard to isolate for a week or two, 
but a leper would usually need to isolate for the rest of their lives. They didn't just stay up one end of the house away from the rest of the family. They were not allowed to live in the town or city anymore. They could no longer live with their family. But it gets worse. Whenever someone came close to them, the leper had to call out, unclean, unclean, so that people knew to stay away. The social isolation must have been awful. Can you imagine the emotional toll that took on a person? Of course, that meant they couldn't work anymore. If they were lucky, their family might leave some food out for them, but mostly they didn't. People thought that leprosy was punishment from God. We know that's not the case, but back then a leper could be rejected by their family and friends because they thought the leper had done something really bad. The psychological effects of the disease from false accusations were just as bad, if not worse, than the physical problem. Now, the Bible never said that leprosy was a punishment for sin. But, like all of us, lepers were sinners. They were victims of their disease, but they had still done wrong in their lives, just like everyone else. Up until Jesus' death and resurrection, the only way to find forgiveness was to participate in the annual cycle of ceremonies and sacrifices in the temple and to go to synagogue to hear God's word read. But lepers were also barred from going to the temple and synagogue. They were considered ceremonially unclean. They were isolated from worshipping God. Leprosy impacted the sufferer spiritually, as well as physically, socially and emotionally. This man's life had turned into a real mess and there was nothing he could do to turn things around. The Bible refers to Jesus healing other diseases, but with leprosy, the Bible always says the sufferer needs to be cleansed. The term unclean to, uh, referred to anything that would make a person ineligible to participate in community worship at the synagogue or temple. You know, touching a dead person or a dead animal made someone unclean. Leviticus 13 not only explains what skin problems are leprosy and which ones are not, it also tells us that having leprosy or touching a leper made someone unclean. Now, cleansing in the Bible not only refers to being physically unclean, but also refers to our need to be clean from anything that comes between us and God, anything that stops us from worshipping him. And there are a number of things that can isolate you and I from God, but mostly the problem is on our side. Maybe we feel ashamed or let down by God and find it difficult to come to him. Maybe it's just one area of our lives that we find really hard to pray about and trust God with. While we all have our personal problems, sin is the only thing that really isolates us from God. Colossians 1 verse 21, speaks, speaking to Christians, puts it this way. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your mind because of your evil behaviour, the problem is universal and goes back to the Garden of Eden. Initially, Adam and Eve enjoyed a really close relationship with God. After Adam and Eve sinned, they hid from God. They couldn't face him. Their relationship with God had been severed by their sin. Sin isolates us from God because he is holy and perfect and we're not. But when we are aware of our sin, like Adam and Eve, we can feel just like we can't face God after what we've done. 
perhaps after having done something seriously wrong, or maybe because we can't get on top of persistent sin in our lives. The shame we feel can make it hard for us to talk to God about it. Psalm 51 verse 2 and 10 is the cry of someone who knew he had done wrong and wanted his relationship with God restored. He understood that all sin is really sin against God and needs cleansing to restore our relationship with God. He didn't ask for healing. He asked for cleansing. He called to God, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God. While sin is the only thing that can truly isolate us from God, it can feel like other things in our lives become barriers. The barrier is usually on our side. We're the ones who find it hard to come to God, not the other way around. Suffering is something else that, is, that can impact our relationship with God. Suffering may be the result of our own actions, but it's often the result of something done to us, like this man's leprosy. And just like this man's leprosy, the problem is usually complex, impacting us in multiple ways. Suffering and difficulties in our lives can bring us closer to God, but they can also make us make it harder to come to God. Questions around why, why did it happen, and why doesn't God intervene can make it hard to trust God and pray. I struggled with that one when my mother got a serious infection that ultimately killed her. It felt like I just didn't know God who could allow that. I found it hard to pray since she just got worse whenever I did. Watching her deteriorate impacted my relationship with God for a time. Just as Jesus was the leper's only hope, Jesus is the only means we too have of being fully cleansed and reconciled with God. Jesus is our only hope of dealing with whatever it is in our lives that is coming between us and God. Now, I think there's some things we can learn about Jesus that encourage us today. This story in Luke doesn't answer all our questions about cleansing and dealing with the questions we may have, but it does answer some. It does help us know Jesus better, and the better we know Jesus, the easier it is to trust him. One difficulty we have is to believe that God does intervene in our world, that he is capable of working a miracle to sort out our concerns. It can be a problem for us having grown up in the modern age of scientific reasoning. We look for a scientific explanation or appeal or a technological answer to our problems before we look to God. It can feel like humankind is in better control than God when we don't see him acting or intervening, when prayer appears to be unanswered, when bad stuff keeps happening. We can come to the conclusion that God is incapable of stopping it. My aunt had doubts around this question. After a divorce later in her life, she suffered badly from depression. I remember visiting her one time. She said to me, there are two things God can't heal. She said, he can't heal cancer and he can't heal depression, even though her sister, my mother, found healing from depression. Maybe you're like my aunt and find it difficult to believe that Jesus is capable of cleansing us from any of the problems we find ourselves in. It can sometimes feel like some things are just too hard, even for God, especially those things we have struggled with for years in our lives. But Jesus is capable of cleaning up any mess of our lives. 
the leper had confidence that Jesus was capable of cleansing him. When the leper came to Jesus, he fell prostrate before Jesus and begged him. Now, we don't do that today. We live in an egalitarian society, and the idea of lowering yourself before an important person is foreign to us. But in Jesus' time, falling face first before Jesus indicated that he knew Jesus was sovereign, all-powerful. Everyone believed that the only cure for leprosy would be an act of God. By lying prostrate before Jesus, that leper was showing that he believed Jesus was capable of something that only God could do. Then the leper begged Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. We know that most illnesses are easier to recover from if caught early, but this man was in the advanced stages of his disease, harder to heal. The religious leaders of the day called lepers the living dead, since leprosy was considered as difficult to cure as raising someone from the dead. But Jesus was able to heal the man in an instant. He showed he has the power and the, and the capability of dealing with even the worst problems someone could experience, even the incurable. Jesus told the leper not to tell anyone of his healing. But even so, news about him spread. Jesus as a miracle worker didn't need promotion. He didn't need a marketing campaign to tell everyone he was capable of cleansing the worsts of the leper. The evidence spoke for itself. Jesus showed he has the power from God. Jesus was capable of cleansing someone from leprosy. Everyone could see the evidence clearly. And he is still capable of dealing with any of the problems in our lives. And secondly, we may find it hard to believe that God is interested in our lives, that he cares and is willing to cleanse us. The leper Jesus met struggled with this question. He'd been rejected by his family and society. Would Jesus reject him and his request too? The man doubted that Jesus would want to come near him, let alone heal him. He had confidence that Jesus could heal him, but he wasn't sure whether Jesus was willing to heal him. He called out, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus responded that he was willing. Jesus is still willing to cleanse us fully. And Christmas reminds us that God was willing to enter the mess of our world and the mess of our lives. Jesus was willing to do what it took to do what was necessary, to die on the cross so that we can be cleansed. The man was cleansed of his leprosy instantly. One thing we can be sure of is instant forgiveness and cleansing from our sin. Jesus has already dealt with that on the cross. We are reconciled with God because of what Christ did for us. Following on from that previous verse in Colossians, we read in verse 22, Now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you without blemish and free from accusation. Christians talk of being in relationship with God. That's what it means to be reconciled with God. When that leper's skin was healed and free of blemish, he was able to return to the temple. His relationship with God was restored. Just like that leper, our lives are complex. We don't always get instant relief from every aspect of the problem in our lives. The leper had clear skin, but still needed to be cleared by the priest. 
to be reconciled with his family and friends, to find employment again. The answer we seek for our problems may come slowly or perhaps come in a way we hadn't expected or asked for. Relief may come in part. There are no easy answers to why God heals some quickly and others not, why he provides a job for one and others struggle financially, why one finds healing in in a relationship or a family rift and another doesn't. This incident with Jesus doesn't provide us with any clues, but I think this man got it right in some ways. Jesus taught us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Sin is all about wanting our will to be done. To be cleansed of sin means that we will want God's will on this earth and in our own lives, not our will. But God's not malicious, not wanting to, he doesn't want to see us hurt. Before we pray, your will be done, we pray, our Father. He cares for us like a perfect Father. Later in Luke 11, Jesus reminds us that a father would never give a snake to his child that asks for a fish or give us a scorpion that when his child asks for an egg. If we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will God give us the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and in our problems? The story of the leper doesn't answer all the questions we have around why we suffer, but we can come to Jesus and, like the leper, pray, if you are willing. Thirdly, there's one more thing we can learn about Jesus from this incident. Jesus is totally approachable. We can give him our problems. He wants us to give give him whatever it is that is isolating us from God. When the leper broke the law and came close to Jesus, Jesus didn't reprimand him. He didn't tell the man to get away from him. He allowed the man to approach him and come close. And Jesus not only let the man come close, Jesus touched him. According to the law of the time, Jesus should not have been near the man, and by touching him, Jesus would have made himself ceremonially unclean. Can you imagine what that one simple act meant to the leper? For years he had not felt touch. He had to call out unclean if anyone came within 50 metres of him. Just the feel of touch again, the feel of care again and from someone willing to contaminate himself for him. By his actions, Jesus made it loud and clear that he cares for us and he wants us to approach him. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 tells us to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The first step is to come to him with whatever concern you have. It doesn't matter if we come with a messy prayer begging Jesus just like the leper did. When I struggled with my mother's illness and death, I found it really helpful to come to God and just tell him how I felt and my difficulty with trusting in him. The leper found Jesus approachable and he still is for us today. He won't turn us away. Just as the leper needed to be cleansed before he he could join in worship again, we need to be cleansed from everything that isolates us from God. Jesus is capable of cleansing us from everything that separates us from God, our sin and all our doubts. Jesus is willing to enter our lives and work his cleansing touch. He is approachable and all we have to do is come to Jesus to pray and to ask for help. And I'm going to do that just now. I'm going to pray for us.
Lord Jesus, you know the doubts and sin that isolate us from you. Teach us to bring you the little and the big problems in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are capable and willing to deal with them all. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek. 